Coming up, we're talking time management for your haunt. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the Haunted Attraction Network show, we bring Halloween to you every weekday. We have news on location coverage and interviews from experiences around the world. Whether you're a Halloween enthusiast or professional haunter, each episode helps you celebrate the best holiday. On Fridays, we cover the business side of Halloween. If that's not your thing, that's okay. Check back in our feed as we released plenty of other great episodes this week, like our 2022 season preview of Evil Intentions, which aired yesterday. If you have a question about starting or growing your haunt, join our Facebook group. It's called Haunter's Toolbox, and you can ask our community there. They're always happy to help. Today, I'm replaying an episode from one of our partner stations, A Scott in the Dark, hosted by Scott Swenson. It's all about working time smart so that your event won't creep up on you. This episode first aired about a year ago, and as I was re-listening to it for this, I noticed how many things are eerily similar. Like Scott's focus on making sure your staffing is ready now and the need to maybe change around your compensation, which, by the way, was also something mentioned in yesterday's episode. Hmm, coincidence? I'm not sure. Anyway, here's Scott. And once again, welcome to the dark. Now, as you can probably hear from the voices and not voices, the sounds around me, uh, I am not in the studio. I am uh, actually in the car and recording this in the car is actually kind of all about what I wanted this episode to focus on. And that is time management. You know, we've just recently passed when this is being recorded. We just recently passed the halfway to Halloween mark for uh, 2021. And I know that uh, having just come from the Trans World Trade Show, that everybody is either crazy eager to buy stuff and, and get stuff going, or in some cases still hesitant because they're afraid of what the 21 season is going to be. So I figured now would be a good time to talk about time management and figuring out you know what is, what is the right timeline. Uh, because there are some organizations out there that have not uh, opened the checkbooks yet. They've not decided. They've not decided to commit to the 21 season. And I'm just going to be blunt right up front. If you haven't committed to the 21 season yet, you're going to spend. You're going to either spend too much money because you're going to have to do everything faster than normal, or you're going to get stuck not getting stuff complete and working towards a really low quality product. So. My suggestion is make the decision one way or the other now and start investing the time, the effort, the money now. You know, it's it's almost it's almost going back to the the home haunter mentality. You know, home hunters who do this as a as a hobby. And let's be honest, there are some professional haunters that do it as a hobby mainly because they can't support themselves doing it as a business. And, you know, uh, there's no, that's not a judgment call. I've, <laughs> I've got clients that uh, it's more of a hobby than a business for me as well. But anyway, uh, the idea is, you know, w- when you're a home hunter, you can, you're going to do it anyway. You know, you're going to go out in your garage and you're going to putter and you're going to tinker or you're going to um, buy that, that cool prop because it's something that you either need or want and feel that you can use in the future. So your time management 
at least on the surface, appears to be a little more free, mainly because you don't have to, uh, you know, make sure the lease is signed, make sure that the, uh, the fire marshal is scheduled, make sure that, you know, all the, the parking and the ticketing systems and, and all of that are in place. Uh, but at the same time, I still think it's a good idea to be efficient with your time so that you can get the most bang for the buck or the most bang for your time. The first thing I would suggest, and this is this is coming from someone who is not particularly good with time management, so I guess I, this is one of those topics that I have really no business talking about, but I will tell you what has worked for me and made it possible for me to continue, um, continue doing what I do uh, and working with multiple, multiple this year, multiple, multiple, multiple uh, Halloween attractions. Um, and that's why, again, time management is so important. But the first thing I would suggest is figure out a timeline. Figure out your milestones. Now, I know that there are those people who will say, well, just taking the time to figure out a timeline is wasting time. Um, okay, that seems a little backwards to me, but that's, that's fine if you feel that way. My experience has been quite the opposite. Because unless you figure out by such and such a date, this has to be accomplished, and by such and such a date, this has to be accomplished. Accomplished. You never know whether you are ahead of the game or behind the game. And that's not to punish you for being slow or praise you for being fast. It is to help you recognize, gosh, I need to put a fire under my butt, or I need to find a way to bring more help in, or I need to spend more money on this particular area because we're running behind. Or if you're running behind in one area, but running ahead in the other, the area that you're running ahead, you can go, okay, I can shift some of the resources from here over to the thing that isn't going quite so smoothly. Um, and what's interesting for me is because I don't have a single haunt, my milestones, I have to kind of look at a, a master calendar and, uh, you know, because some of my clients are through my own company and some of my clients are through uh, Brian Morrow Productions. Um, so I've kind of got to coordinate that schedule with my schedule and hope that they're coordinating, coordinating their schedule with all the different clients that we have under their umbrella. So it really is, for me, it gets more and more tricky because I'm not just in one location. Now, what makes it easier for me is I'm just worrying about creative. So I just have to make sure that I've, I'm meeting my deadlines when it comes to uh, let me get the, the basic creative done so then we can get it out to the designers to draw pictures and then get it out to the the scenic people to build sets and then get it out to the lighting people who can do the lighting design, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I realize, you know, in some cases, that's all, you know, the same person. I get it. Um, but still, I strongly recommend, even if it is the same person, and actually, especially if it's the same person, and more importantly, if it's the same person who is also trying to hold down a, a well, let's just call it a grown-up job, you know, a nine-to-five Monday through Friday, or, or whatever your job happens to be, make sure that you have a schedule in place. And when I say schedule, let me clarify that. I'm not necessarily saying that on such and such a day I do this, on such and such a day I do that. If you want to get that far into the minutia, go for it. Great. What I'm suggesting is a milestones calendar. So basically, you know when things need to be done. So like I said, you know when you're ahead of the game and when you're behind. I would also make certain that on that calendar, you include things that aren't necessarily related to the haunt. Uh, my calendar is, my, my business calendar is really just 
my calendar. It includes, you know, all those things that are part of my personal life. It includes all those things that are part of my business life. Um, it includes, you know, I, I still do every, every once in a while, I still do acting gigs. So it, I have to figure out where those go in the calendar as well. I also actually block out time in my calendar and on my checklist, which we'll talk about in just a second, um, for things that are, are just, uh, pleasurable. You know, if you've, if you've been following me on, uh, on social media or you happen to be a subscriber to my newsletter and if you're not a subscriber to my newsletter you should be it's real easy just go to scottswenson.com click on subscribe now it's on the landing page give me your email address and once a month I will send you an update as to what's going on in my life but anyway for those of you who are already doing that um, and, or following me on social media you see that I like to paint so I actually put into my my checklist and my my schedule time to paint so that, you know, it, does it hold the same weight or value as some of the, the stuff that actually pays me? Um, not really, but I still schedule it in there so that I recognize, oh, okay, I need to reward myself. I need to do something I really like. Um, and that way it fits within the, within the schedule. And when it's done, I can check it off and, and I feel real good about it. So make sure that whenever, whatever you do with your milestones, include family birthdays, include holidays, because you know you're not gonna be able to get away or work on those. Um, if, you are, if you are married, make sure you at least cross-reference it with your spouse's schedule and some major things on their, on their plans. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been working with, uh, with a client who has, um, he and his wife have a small child, and his wife works, um, although she works from home, she needs to be focused and not focused on the child. So they've really found a great way to kind of bounce back and forth to make sure that the child care is always covered. Um, I think it's important to include that, that kind of personal life, the personal life reality in there as well, so that you don't get pulled away from the important jobs when you have to do something equally as important, but certainly not as important to the haunt. You know, like little things like taking care of your kids, your family, your job, those kinds of things. So create your milestones, create a plan, write a plan up front. And that doesn't mean that this plan can't change. It can always change. In fact, it's better to have a plan and change it than to not have a plan and not know what the heck you're doing or where you're going, where you're headed. Um, you heard me mention checklist earlier. The other thing that's nice about having a plan and in turn a checklist is you get a feeling of satisfaction, or at least I do, of finishing something. It's like, oh, okay, this is done. Great, I can check it off. And so in addition to my milestone calendar, I also have all of the specific tasks. This is where you get into the, you know, are we talking about drilling down into the minutia? This is where you kind of get into the <clears throat> minutia a little bit more. And that is the specific tasks that you need to accomplish. Like, um, write the, and you can break this down as small as you want. It could be, uh, write the venue flow for haunt number one, or it could be write the first room to haunt number one, the second room, the third room, and so on. Um, don't be afraid to make the tasks small because that way you can see forward progression. Um, also don't be afraid to make a few of the tasks gigantic. 
Um, the nice thing about having a variety of size tasks on your checklist is you can decide based on what your day is, which ones you can accomplish. For example, if one of the things on my email or on my email list, on my checklist is to email um, the some of the clients that I met at the Trans World Show, which was a legitimate actual thing on my checklist. And I knew I only had, you know, 20 minutes in the office. That's a perfect task to accomplish. And I actually broke it down. I broke it down by client. So just in case I didn't get all, I had, I had three meetings that I took. And just in case I didn't get all three um, responses done, I would know where I was just by looking at my checklist. So, and then sometimes it's, you know, much larger things. Uh, I have one right now where I have to do some music editing and that's going to be a big thing. So I know that's going to take a much longer period of time. And the nice thing is about having these different sized chunks, you can right size them to whatever time you happen to have. Now, I know that most of you probably don't have the same number of meetings during the day that I do, because again, I am this season, this Halloween season, I am working with one, two, three, four, five. I'm working with six different clients for Halloween. Now you're probably wondering how on earth are you doing that? Um, because some of them are with a larger company and I'm just doing the creative and even the ones that aren't with a larger company, I'm just doing the creative. So, you know, they're, they're looking to me for the big ideas, uh, for the scripts, how to write out and break out each room or each element, um, or each haunt. I mean, some of them are multi-haunt experiences cause they're zoos or, or, um, theme parks or whatever. But anyway, uh, the idea is, you know, you probably don't have as many meetings as I do. However, I'm sure you have things that require you to be in a certain place at a certain time. So, you know, figure out how to fit in the right chunk for the right checklist item in the right time period. All right. That's, that's really the takeaway. That's the simplest way of saying it. So the other thing to consider is, uh, and this is, uh, this is for me personally, different people like to work differently. Uh, some people like to focus in on one task from beginning to end and not be distracted and not be disturbed by it and just say, okay, today I'm working on this and everything else goes away. For me, and it's probably because again, with the multiple clients, I very rarely have that opportunity. So usually what ends up happening is I need to say from this time to this time, I'm going to do this. And from this time to this time, I'm going to do that. And from this time to this time, I'm going to focus on this. Um, now, does that always work? No, it doesn't. But decide what is what works best for you, uh, both your personality, your work style, and your lifestyle. And figure out, at the very least, how to break your time into chunks so that you don't have to work on five different projects all at the same time. You know, uh, they, they quite often people will, will recognize that, uh, you know, ADD can be very beneficial. And we talk about quite often, they talk about the benefit of multitasking and I'm all for multitasking, especially in the haunt industry. I mean, we know that we all have to wear many, 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 many hats, but I will caution you that if you are trying to uh, design lights for one room, finish the costumes for another, and figure out the marketing plan all in the same all at the same time, 
you're going to get distracted and you're not going to do any of them particularly well. So take the time to commit to, here's where I'm going to work on the marketing plan. Boom. Here's where I'm going to finish up those costumes. And once those are done, then I know that the lighting design can come next. I realize there are people who can make that whole juggling act work and just do everything all at the same time. I am not one of them, and I don't know many people who actually are. Uh, the people who are, to be honest, have great staffs. So if you are a haunt owner and you have this huge team of people that are working on stuff and uh, you can just turn and go, okay, let's turn that light to blue, let's change that from... Uh, orange fringe to spiderweb material and let's make this our icon character and then go and let the teams do it. That's great. That's management. Um, and if you are lucky enough to be in that position, then yes, you can be, you can be as, as, uh, jack of all trades as you want to. You can multitask as much as you want to. Um, but if you actually have to do the work, I would suggest that you take some time to just kind of focus in on it kind of focus in on it, make sure that, uh, that stuff's getting done in the proper order. So we've made a timeline, uh, or a milestones list. We've made checklists and we've committed specific time to specific topics. The one other thing that I would recommend when it comes to time management, and this again is going to sound a little counterintuitive, but that is to do those checks of are we still on track to where we thought we were going from the beginning? Because what happens, especially when things get crazy and when time gets crunched, it's really um, easy for a project to have what I call content shift. This is where either because something happens that's easier or you get so far into the weeds in one area that you get a little bit off track from the original design or idea. Um, and if you're a one-person show, that's less important, although I think you're gonna end up with a, a watered-down product in many cases. But if, you, if, but if you're working with a, a team of like even three people and one person veers off in one direction and the other person veers off in the other direction, third person's stuck in the middle on the original plan and nothing comes together. So take a moment, you know, it can be 15 minutes to just stop, look at everybody on the team and say, all right, we still headed in this direction. Everything's still passing our litmus test so that we're all still, we're all still heading towards the same North Star. Okay, great. Back to work, everyone. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that's really, really important. And I think my final point, my final point is if you are like me and I, and I realize this is a creative thing. I think people who are, people who are, uh, finance people or uh, let's just call them spreadsheet people. Cause I have a lot of friends who are really good spreadsheet people, people who are real good at organization and putting things into boxes and you know, tracking budgets and that. It may happen with those folks as well, but I know with creatives, there are times where I will wake up in the middle of the night and I will either have just had a revelation as to a problem I was trying to solve when I went to bed, or I will wake up not able to forget a new problem that I just thought of or just discovered. And I will lay there and I will say, okay, I will fix this in the morning. And I lay there and it rolls over in my head over and over and over again. 
and I'm still not sleeping and still not sleeping. And then when I do finally fall asleep, 20 minutes later, the alarm goes off or my dog jumps on the bed and I wake up. And so now I haven't solved the problem and I'm still really sleepy. If you are that kind of person, and if, if you're not, more power to you. But if you are that kind of person, my recommendation is don't be afraid to get up in the middle of the night, go solve the problem, work on it, and then go back to bed. You know, I realize we all have commitments during the day, but if you're not going to sleep anyway, you might as well get something accomplished and then you'll feel better and be able to sleep. So just one of those little tidbits of information. I realize this show is very effective of your time, which is fine. You know, um, this is going to be a shorter show than normal. But before I, before I leave you, I do want to remind you of a couple of different things. Uh, if you do have time to do some, some studying, uh, some reading up, um, I, I hope that you will at least consider picking up my most recent book, uh, which is published by Philip Hernandez from Haunted Attraction Network and Gantam Lighting. Um, and it is called The uh, 13 Commandments of Haunting. And it's kind of like a haunter's encyclopedia all in one book. Um, the book came about because of my first uh, first two seasons of uh, A Scott in the Dark. And um, they were all, all of them were transcribed and put out as blog posts. And then Philip tracked them all. Again, he's one of those spreadsheet people. Uh, tracked them all, found out which the ones were the most popular, which ones guests, or, uh, readers, guests, huh, I'm such a theme park guy, um, which ones readers felt were most impactful and most beneficial. And then uh, we took the 13, um, the 13 most popular and put them all into one book. And the coolest thing about it is something that I had nothing to do with, so I'm going to give Philip credit, and that is the, uh, the, Table of Contents. Table of Contents is really in-depth. So if you don't have time, again, being efficient, being time efficient, if you don't have the time to sit down and read the whole book, what I recommend is have it on your desk, have it on your bookshelf, and when a problem comes up, check the Table of Contents and see if there's something that was talked about in one of the previous shows. Um, I will say that many of the previous shows are pre-COVID, but I think the basic ideas still stand or at the very least can be adapted to a post-COVID environment. Um, also, I, uh, I hope that you are listening to our sister podcast, which is called Green Tagged Theme Park in 30. It's a weekly podcast that, again, Philip and I co-host. And although it targets the, uh, the theme park industry uh, more than the haunter industry, there is a lot, as we all know, there is a lot of spillover and there's a lot of things that you can... Uh, in, you can implement in the haunts that major theme parks are doing, not necessarily to the same financial level, but certainly to the same, uh, certainly with the same intent or theory behind them. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and finally, um, I just want to put this warning out there. Be prepared for the 21 season. It is going to be big, it is going to be busy, and one of the things you need to start working on right now is staffing. Make sure that you've got enough people to make your haunt run. And the sooner you can get those folks locked up, the better. You may also, and this is the part that owners never want to hear, you may also need to find new and more competitive ways to compensate people. 
I know this has nothing to do with our, our show today, but I just want to make certain we are all at least thinking about it. And that is be prepared to compete for the talent you need to bring your haunts together because there's going to be a lot of people out there and a lot of a lot of work. Now, haunt actors, you're in the catbird seat right now. I'm just saying because um, I'm already starting to look. I'm already starting to look for people. All right, enough of, of me rambling on. Um, I want to make sure that I continue to be time efficient. And look, it's coming in under 30 minutes. So for less than 30 minutes of your day, you got to hear me talk about being efficient and uh, and and making certain that your time is, is used well. So I'm going to stop rambling. Until next time, this is Scott Swenson from A Scott in the Dark saying, rest in peace. Okay, that's it for today. We'll catch you back here Monday for our weekly news. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.